Hello again to another Glen Harold podcast and once again I've got a very special guest with me and the special guest today is my lovely wife Nicola who was on a few weeks ago so hello to you Nicola. Hello. And in this week's podcast we are going to be talking about relationships. Yes. Because we've been on a bit of a journey. So to give you a little bit of a backstory, we've been together for 10 years and we got married last year. So we were nine years together, got married and we now live out in Portugal in a lovely part of the world. We've got two little kiddies of five and three. And I would say in this relationship, we have been on some journey, haven't we? (laughs) Yeah. You know, we had um, an amazing get together um there was a, a real a lot of synchronistic shall we tell the story of how we got together yeah we, we can briefly say we've talked about it before we did a webinar a while back and we talked about it and and what it was nicola was actually aware of my recordings my hypnotherapy recordings some time ago and in fact nicola started listening when she was 14 <laughs> which yes um, And just to clarify, I didn't know Nicola then. (laughs) I'm not one of those groomers, online groomers, anything like that. But Nicola used to listen to me when she was 14, which is quite mind-blowing when you think yeah. that later on... I didn't on know, I didn't know that it was you. Because what happened, so when we actually connected and started talking, I was in my my year of... Um, I was coming to the end of my first year of training to be a hypnotherapist. And something was mentioned on TV. There was a TV presenter on a UK TV programme called Loose Women who was talking about how she had hypnotherapy to uh, get over her addiction to chocolate. And when I looked it up it was Glenn Harold who hypnotized her so I then I don't remember this but I obviously went and joined your fan page because I also had a CD because two years before that I was in Waterstones buying a book and Glenn's CDs were advertised they were displayed behind the counter and um I remember and I turned to the person that I was with at the time and I said something's telling me to buy that CD and it was manifest your goals and dreams I was only 19 and um I bought it (laughs) and then I recognized the voice um from the recording I used to listen to when I was 14 so so it's a nice little story and one we've got to tell the kids you know it's so much better than saying we met on plenty of fish or whatever (laughs) an old school one <laughs> so yeah it's a colorful you know that's a that's our backstory and we got together and we found we were very much on the same path you know yeah we, were we connected spiritually no, that was our biggest connection in the beginning yeah and it was because there's you know it's going to shock some listeners but there's quite an age gap between <laughs> me and nick i mean it's quite obvious when you look at us but i hope, I hope so i mean i hope it's obvious <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's um it was the spiritual connection which you know, when you've got that between you, age doesn't come into it. You know, it's yeah, not, and it you're really just two souls. And it really has never, you know, the only time it's ever really come into it is when obviously you've got a lot more life experience. I was only 22 mm. when we met. So, um, and I was 48. <laughs> yes. So there is <laughs> so a there bit was of a, quite gap a difference. There. Yeah. So it was very, um, you know, we'd had different experiences, obviously, through life. But on a soul level, in terms of our conversation, what we wanted from life, what we were passionate about, we were, we, we were there. We there were there was no difference. Bang on the same path. And and it's funny, you know, just talking about the age gap, it was it was only really a problem at the very beginning because you were I obviously... Was really Nick was conscious it. of it. And when you're conscious of it, we did get a few looks. But as soon as 
you got over that, and it wasn't long mm. afterwards you got over. You just shed it, didn't you? I and just then, don't mind and nobody, now. Nobody I mean, bats an eyelid, it just is what it is. Is an age gap, and if someone notices that, then that's fine. That's just you know, it is what it is. But I was so, I had so much fear around what other people would think yeah. that it took us quite a while to get together, really, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, not, because of that. Not a lot, but maybe, what, nine, six, seven, eight months or something. Yeah, so it's just that thing of, you know, it reminds me of that thing where you sh- say that, you know, other people's opinion of me is none of my business. Yeah. And as soon as you're in that place, you don't worry about stuff. Yeah. You just let it go. And Well, it becomes you have to ask yourself. I mean, it was <laughs> it was actually you were in Australia, weren't you? Yeah. I was back in the UK and I had, you know, we were just friends. There was always something there, but we would talk a lot, but we weren't, you know, we weren't in a relationship. And I had swine flu. I was so ill over Christmas, but it was so strange because being that physically ill, it shifted something in me energetically. And I just thought, what am I doing when the person that, you know, is right for me is right there? So it was, it was almost like this light bulb and I realised it just doesn't matter what other people think. I think it was our kids' souls that were pushing us yes. together. They were, put, you know, we were having this... <laughs> come on, we're waiting to come in. We were having this push and pull time back then and it was like, then suddenly, I, you know, we, it all happened. And ever since then, we've been on a journey and it's been a mm. journey of ups and downs, you know, some amazing, amazing highs, but some lows as well, you know, that we had yeah, to work course. through. M- many more highs, but, you know, we, we want to be honest and talk about... Yeah, absolutely. ...the ups and downs of it. And, you know, the good thing is we're both therapist hypnotherapist and you know both got a huge amount of experience I mean Nick started really young as a hypnotherapist and you know she's brilliant at what she does so she's got that experience and you know she works with different clients to me we've got different areas of expertise yeah more for yeah women's health and well-being that's kind of my area but when you've got that consciousness when you're a therapist you know, when you train to become a hypnotherapist or a counsellor, you know, I did both. Whatever it is you're training in, a lot of the course, it's not just learning the techniques. It's it's learning about yourself, isn't it? And really going on that journey of self-discovery. And when you do that, I mean, you mentioned something there, which um, was kind of interesting, the push and the pull. And I'd say that was kind of there for actually quite a while mm. in our relationship, that coming together, running away, coming together, because it's intense. It's always been uh, very intense, very fiery. We're both quite fiery people as individuals anyway. But our relationship, there's been, there's such a, oh, this just like intense love that we Mm. have for each other and this intense passion that we have for each other. But the other side of that is the, the fire that, burns too strongly that's and, you know, the, burns that's the <laughs> shadow that. that's the shadow aspect of it you know we've got yeah. so much light and love in this relationship but if we're not conscious and we slip into the the shadow aspect of it it can be like dark and mm. you know kind of heavy and you know and it and becomes about two egos and it comes about the together. egos fighting yeah and so whenever we've been in that place you know and for the, in the early days we were in that place you know a lot more than we are now or, yeah you know and so every time it came up we would both have to step back mm. and look at hang on what's my part in this what what wounds have I got that's yeah, you know what, what's actually what am I playing being triggered? out and you know so we were being triggered in different ways but when we started to cast yeah. a light on those triggers we started to take responsibility for our own parts our own in self, that yeah 
And that was where the healing started to come. And the healing has continued. And, you know, I'd say now we're we're definitely, you know, the relationship is getting stronger. The love we've got is stronger. Strongest it's ever been, yeah. I never thought I could be in a relationship of, you know, this kind of um, intensity and love and passion and spark and everything after 10 years. Because... You know, my my early blueprint of a relationship was my mum and dad. And my mum and dad were always fighting. And, you know, my dad was, <laughs> he was out, you know, lots of different women. And, you know, I never saw him until I was 12. He was just never present. And, you know, it was just a very, very dysfunctional relationship. You know, and as a young kid growing up, that's your blueprint. That's mm. how you think relationships are. It's normal to you. So for me to get to this point where yeah. I'm in a loving, conscious relationship that's um, you know respectful and all that kind of stuff, it's taken a lot of work for me to get here. Yeah. You know, but I want it. You know, because the rewards are amazing to be in a relationship like this. It's it's worth the work. You know. Yeah, and and I was quite um, different. Would you say this relationship was quite different? Uh, much more fiery than anything you'd been in before. Yeah. So it was, um, see, I always had something in me that just like this this wisdom, it was like just something my soul knew that our relationship was, it, it kind of had to be that way for the first, even nine, ten years, actually, it's really funny because since we got married, we do feel like we've shifted into this whole new energy where we're just so completely settled and um, there's so much harmony. But, you know, for the first nine years, it it was, you know, it was a process, wasn't it? Um, but there was always something in me, that's what I was going to say, there was always something in me that knew it kind of had to be like that and it was designed to be like that because we were just reflecting to each other what's there in us that needs to be healed so that we can not only um, help our relationship to to go higher, but mm. it's, it's us as individuals. It's such a spiritual journey to have a conscious relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a really good point because for me, when we, when we used to battle a lot, you know, when we were fighting and we were firing up at each other, You know, I used to think, oh, this is just not worth it. It's too heavy. It's too, you know, we're just triggering each other. It was your instinct to kind of run away from that. And it for me, yeah, to get away. You know, I don't need this. I need something easier. And, you know, but the reality is once we started to uh, cast a light on our own individual, uh, you know, uh, stuff stuff that yeah. was playing out in it and taking responsibility for that mm. and going beyond that you rise above all that stuff and you step into a new space don't you and, and you recognize it earlier so we're always pretty good at say if we had an argument we were always pretty good then at coming back after and talking about it without ego and then learning and saying okay yeah i can see you know we were just triggered we were just you know you're in a child of my inner child we're just battling it out it was always the inner child <laughs> with us isn't it always, always. i mean the isn't wounds. it always it's just that's where the wounds are so we were very good at we've always been very good at seeing that but the difference is now we don't have to have the argument to see that we're quite quick i'd say now yeah at seeing oh okay yeah that's triggered something in me that's me and i'm not going to take it out on her <laughs> or i'm not she's not going to take it out on me we, we kind of come at it from that point of view now and you know it's it's good you know it's um it's a very different place and i always think back to um 
to working with Richard. We had a mm. we had a really great teacher for a An while. You know, he taught me a lot about re- relationships, and um, he said, you know, we'd had a particularly bad Barney one time, and we were, you know, I mm. was on the phone to him, and I was blaming <laughs> Nick for this and that, and and he said, you know what? He said, I've never known a couple that are more supposed to be together than you two. And I thought, this bloke's Fuck. mad. He's, <laughs> he's crazy. What's he talking about? She's just done that. She's and, you know, but when I stepped back and thought about it, he was saying that, you know, this relationship is teaching you far more than a relationship that just goes along at an easy pace and there's no triggers and you're very um, comfortable, but there's no real depth you know there's maybe the shadow aspect is not being triggered Mm. and it made me realize that yeah the the biggest growth comes from you know overcoming the shadow doesn't it yeah and I feel like that for us is important and it's you know not everyone needs to be in that sort of relationship it depends who you are your own individual journey and I think for us as souls we are really here to learn and to clear and and when you're a healer and when you're a teacher you need to keep up with that because that's how you're authentic isn't it by by, by keeping up with that and there is obviously a difference between being in something that's just not right that's actually toxic and then something that's difficult but worth it and meaningful and meant to be in that way and also you know being in a relationship that's not authentic or not honest you know I know a lot of people who are together I've seen relationships where on the face of it they seem really solid and together but you know there's there's deceit and there's you know cheating going on or stuff like that you know and and it's um you know all that stuff is you know just going on behind the scenes and it's not authentic so for me, I always wanted to get into this relationship that mm. is, you know, is totally authentic. You know, I knew I, I knew that I really needed that. Yeah. You know, for me, I and when that. you look at how much we've we've grown in the ten years and where you were then, and also having children mm. has has played a massive, you know, massive part of, um, yeah, it's of course a massive part of us. Yeah. And, you know, that's a good good way to lead us on to the quote of the Ooh. day for the podcast because that's my thing. I do a quote every time. And the quote today is from Mahatma Gandhi, who I, you know, was an amazing force in the world. You know, a, a man who came from a place of love and compassion. And even when he was faced with the most severe op- opposition and he was beaten and, you know, ridiculed and all the rest, he was came from a place of love and that's why his legacy is still so big and the quote is in a gentle way you can shake the world yes i love that i love it it's so good that's been a big that's actually something i've learned from our relationship as well because i always felt like if i had a point that i had to get across to you i had to really (laughs) really drum it into you you know kind of approach it from a more you know a harder kind of more masculine masculine energy whereas now I've learned I can still be gentle yet firm and completely in my power yeah um so yeah that's an amazing and I've learned so much from Nicola and the the feminine energy and the cycles and that kind of thing which I I knew nothing about because you know when I was growing up I just saw my mum was always you know angry and she was very violent and you know, I just didn't understand it. And I had two other brothers and a dad who was very chauvinistic. (laughs) So I just had a really uh, 
mis- big misunderstanding of mm. of women and the female. So you would have seen the toxic side of the feminine, yeah, because that was a a woman who wasn't understood and didn't have anyone around who wanted to even try and understand her. So no, yeah. So it was. Um, so I've learned so much and. Uh, you know, from from Nick and, uh, you know, about the feminine energy and the goddess and uh, the cycles and, and everything mm. that women go through. You know, mm. it's it's given me that opportunity. So it's been a good journey. And as, as we said, you know, we're, because we've done the work in the relationship, we've really gone in there and done it. We're in a great place now. And, you know, one of the more, most fulfilling things you can do be in this world is being in a, in a loving fulfilling relationship mm. and I saw something really interesting the other day on I think it was on Instagram and it was I follow a guy called Steve Jones at the Sex Pistols and you know I, I love I used to love their music and you know it's really interesting to see where he's at now because he's like 60 odd and and he's living out in California and he was talking about his you know he's never been able to have a relationship with a woman mm. And and he was really quite open in this interview and he was talking about the fact that whenever he, you know, he slept around, he slept with hundreds of women and whenever he slept with one, he just wanted to get rid of her and not see her again and not even talk to her and just cut her off and move on to the next one. And he suddenly realised, you know, he had this massive fear of intimacy, which a lot of men do. You know, I did for a long, long time. I was I was like that. I used to you know, in my younger years, I used to sleep around and I was in that same pattern. I just didn't, you know, relationships to me spelt trouble and mm. heaviness. So I'd always cut them dead or sabotage them. And, um, you know, so he, he had this revelation and looking at him at 60, you know, this guy was quite sad. He'd never had kids and never been out to have a relationship. And he recognized it was to do with his childhood and the things that had happened to him, the traumas yeah. that he'd shut down. Part of him had just shut down. And, you know, I'm, I'm thank God, you know, I, I didn't carry on that pattern. I was able to break out of it and, you know, be vulnerable and, mm. and open myself yeah, and up. Yeah, that's kind of been a big lesson for you, actually, hasn't it? You know, being, being vulnerable. Yeah, And totally. I think that's something that so many people don't feel comfortable with is is that raw real vulnerability especially men you know because yeah yeah, certainly for my generation we had to grow up being tough and you know Mm. you you know when I grew up I grew up in a world where you got your kudos from sleeping around yeah Yeah, the more women you slept with the sort of cooler you were and you know it was so toxic you know that toxic masculine energy that I really I really dislike when I see that now in people. Mm. But you know, I also come at it from a place of compassion because I was once that unconscious and I was like that. Yeah. You know, but there's nothing more rewarding in life than opening your heart up and being vulnerable in a, in a relationship and mm-hmm. you know and, and giving yourself to the other person, you know, being loving and opening yourself up because mm. you know it's it's great, you know, finally <laughs> in a relationship that you know, where I absolutely adore Nicola and Aww. And, you know, we're really growing together and inspiring each other in, a, in so many ways. Yeah, it's the growth. something that just came to me just now as well. You know, we've been talking about the challenging times and I guess there will be people listening who 
might find themselves in challenging relationships and I imagine some people will be asking well how do you know if you're in a relationship that's meant to be and that you've just got to come through the challenges for your own personal growth or whether you're just in a toxic relationship that's done and I always think well are you growing are you evolving so after the toxic moments you know after the arguments are you coming back together are you really growing then as people and you're really learning from that and putting action because it, it takes action too you can't just know what your wounds are and be aware of it you then have to you you have to commit to whether it be therapy or whatever it might be and we we've both done that you know we mentioned Richard who was an amazing teacher for the both of us and he actually married us he was the most perfect person to marry us because he knew us inside and out he knew the reality of our relationship it wasn't a shiny you know something shiny that we were putting out to the world he knew us um Mm. so he was the perfect person so that's a really important point that nick's made there you know you it's one thing to recognize you know the patterns and the wounds and that kind of thing but you've got to take action yeah and sometimes the action is actually taking time apart you know it hasn't been for us but I definitely, if there are wounds, then it's, it's damaging to you as a person. You have to make yourself a priority. You can't stay in something just because, you know, if you feel that, yes, it's challenging, but it's meant to be, but you need that space. Sometimes you do. You need to actually separate for a while while you you or the other person kind of take some time to heal and sort themselves out and then see if you can come back together. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to persevere you know, in a, in a toxic relationship that's damaging your self-esteem or, you know, that's not what we're talking about. The challenges we're talking about are the ones that even if in the moments of the arguments it's, it's, it's not great and it becomes toxic, if you come back together and you're equally committed to growing as people for the benefit of you as an individual but your relationship too and then the action is taken, yeah. then that's growth. Anyone can say sorry. Anyone can say, oh, it's this, I know this. But if we don't do anything about it, we're going to just repeat the old patterns. And then we're more than allowed to say, this is not for me. And and one of the ways we did that, you know, we took action for us. You know, like Nick said, you can sometimes separate out for a while and, you know, work on your own stuff. But for us, you know, we we sought help from, you know, some very wise, conscious people. And and for me, that was a big help, you know, mm. really helped me because we connected with a guy called Richard, who's a very wise guy. And he's very, you know, connected to the, the feminine goddess, mm. divine energy. Mm. And, you know, I always looked at guys like that as a bit weak when I was younger. You know, I never understood that. I just thought anyone who was into that feminine crap, they must be a, a wuss. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's where, that's where I used to come from, you know. But I now recognise that as a strength because it's very yeah. it's very whole and complete, the masculine and the feminine. So I'm not afraid of that anymore. It's a dance. It's a dance between the two. Yeah. And actually for us, there was way too much masculine energy in our relationship in the beginning because it, it was not only you, it was it was me. I felt that to be powerful and to be seen by Glenn as a woman who is um you know powerful and in like in her power I should say I had to be very like bolshy yeah um and and fiery and and feisty and she was I can tell you <laughs> smashed me around a few times <laughs> I've still got the scars <laughs> no but, it, but it, 
yeah, yeah we're, you know, we, we learned, we learned so much from all that, didn't we? Exactly. And, you know, and it is, you know, if you do the work, it's like with anything, it's not just relationships. When you do that inner work, the rewards come later. It's that delayed gratification thing that I often talk about. And if you're, if you know, if you're not in a relationship and you want to be in a relationship and you're very uh, committed and devoted to, you know, being in a, in a conscious relationship, you know, the work you do before, the work I was doing on myself before I met Glenn and the work Glenn was doing on his self before he met me, it all came into our relationship and then we continued mm. that journey together. I think, I think never more when you do um, affirmation work and, you know, the law of attraction and you want to attract the perfect partner, I think it's the most powerful part of the law of attraction or the, or the thing that you can manifest the most easily because I think we're you know, we're designed to be in relationships and partnerships and, you know, because there's so much growth in that, an opportunity for growth. And, and so all I kinds think, of relationships as well. Yeah. So I think when you do that work, you know, you're projecting out, you know, I want to meet the right persons. And I always say to people, look, think about what you want. You want someone that you're is going to nurture you, you're going to nurture them, you're going to be think in this about loving how you space. Feel, how you want to feel, because the thing is, we can have a list, and I had a list. <laughs> I didn't actually write a list, but, you know, I had a really good idea as to what I wanted in a husband. And, um, you know, we can have all the different, how we want them to look, how we want them to be, what we want them to do, and all of that. But ultimately, what we're searching for is someone who makes us feel good. You know, you want to feel good in that relationship. And actually, I read a book, it was like about three, four years before I met Glenn. So again, I was really young. So I, kind of, I, I was on this journey really young. And I read an amazing book called Let Love Find You. And it, it's by... Oh, is it John Selby or... To yeah, John Selby. And um, it was an amazing book that was about uh, healing yourself, letting go of that codependency, that need for someone else, but just becoming whole and complete in yourself and allowing that energy from your heart you know it had like that spiritual aspect so there were meditations in the book about imagining that energy from your heart projecting out into the universe to connect that person you know you're supposed to be with mm. and um but again that was very much about healing yourself before meeting someone else you know not healing completely obviously you grow together but just going into the relationship with the right intention the right intention and, and projecting that intention out so that you know you do meet the right person who's going to help you grow as a soul and you recognize when they're not the right person yeah and your intuition yeah. is very deeply aligned with your soul path so that you know when you meet someone yeah and also having an, an openness to um you know sometimes you you have relationships and they're not relationships that are designed to last forever. Mm, yeah. You know, they can be relationships that do, you know, I've actually had relationships in the past that have been, you know, really great relationships, yeah. but they haven't uh, meant to necessarily last the whole, the whole way. You know, it's, they've, I've grown in those relationships at that time, but it's been a, for a period of time. And yeah, you know, to so give it's you something that you need. Yeah. It's also good time. to have that awareness because, yeah. you know, the church will tell you, oh, you ma once you're married, that's it, you've banged mm. together. And the older generation always used to do that. They used to stay together yeah. through thick and thin and, you know, never divorce. It was never an option to divorce, was it, or split up. But, <laughs> you know, you have to also be kind of mindful of that, that 
sometimes relationships run for a certain length of time and then they're they've finished completed their contract you know i believe in just me personally and i know glenn you believe the same but soul contracts yeah yeah. you know before we come into this world we make a contract so you and i glenn would have made a contract to be together to birth our children um and to yeah to to fulfill certain things and that's another thing you know with our age gap i feel like you needed to incarnate into this world that you know 25 26 years before me because there are things that you needed to experience and if you look at your past serious relationships they were amazing women who really nurtured you Mm. um i'd say you know i don't know you know yeah yeah, i'm sure you agree but you know who, who was so nurturing so that when you met me there was healing that had been done enough healing had been done on that you know the inner child part of you if you like mm. to enable you to have a more fiery <laughs> challenging relationship but yeah. be able to stick at it yeah because i wouldn't have lasted you'd have run away from i'd that have run away from ago. that 20 years because i just couldn't handle it that kind, kind of, of volatility biggest, it was almost like your biggest fear in a way wasn't yeah it? if ever i met a volatile sort of woman <laughs> I'd, I'd be off you know because that, that was my mum. you know i had I had 20 years of that almost with my mum, you know, and I didn't want that to happen again, you know. So mm. it was, that was the thing that used to frighten me, you know. But, yeah, you know, we've come into this at the right time and, you know, grown and healed a lot of wounds. Mm. And Can I ask you a, a question, actually? Yeah. Has, has being with me enabled you to see your mum, the relationship with your mum or your mum as a person differently? Would you say that being in a relationship with me has healed stuff inside of you with your mum or develop yeah. or a greater understanding of what was really going on or yeah what without you say? without a shadow of a doubt because you know I had that um you know extremely volatile relationship with my mum and it was a wound that I was carrying around for a long time and I just like I said I didn't understand women I just thought you know they're angry moody and and mm. um because that was my experience so being in this relationship with Nick and and Going through some of those experiences again, certainly in the early part of it, mm. it enabled me to look at my own wounds and draw them up to the surface and, and heal them. Mm. And so, yeah, and also see my, you know, I, I now have so much compassion and sympathy for my mum, what she went yeah. through. Whereas I didn't before that, you know, I saw that yeah. my mum was, you know, my mum was very angry from her own childhood, from her own wounds. And she had three, like, feisty boys in the 60s. Um, and no ab- help. An absent husband. She was on her own all the time. And, you know, yeah, she just couldn't what, She just from, couldn't cope. She from just, what you've said as well, you know, postnatal depression, oh, so, you know. Massively. So, yeah. And so I, I have so much sympathy and understanding from my mum that has come from being in this relationship and doing my own healing that... I didn't have before. I didn't have that awareness, and um, you know, bless her heart, she was she was a really good woman. You know, I sometimes talked about the battles, but she was an amazing woman. She was very. It's never she, black and white, is it's it? It's never black no. and white. But she just had so many wounds from her own childhood that she carried forward. Mm. You know, with no consciousness really, because she didn't have that time to develop herself and and no support really, and no support. And I did make my peace with her. You know, she passed away in two thousand and seven, and before that time, I'd become a therapist and a healer and. You know, so I'd helped her a bit and um, and she used to come to meditation groups with me and my wife at the time and she started to heal a lot of her own stuff. So it was a good, 
you know, before she died, we'd, we'd done a lot of healing. So I'm, I was always pleased about that. Mm. But, you know, everyone's on a journey and we're all yeah. trying to make sense of life. And This is why, you know, I think that the more you know yourself, you know, from for me, what's, you know, how I kind of see what's happened in our relationship as well, the more I've come to know and understand myself as a woman, as a cyclical woman, when you like for me when I know that it's almost like I demand from you that understanding but it's not a demand that's like you must you know you must understand me and uh, it's just something in me that that's for me what it means to be in your power Mm. I know myself I respect myself I respect my cycles and that that needs to you know be nurtured or understood and it almost just creates this um I guess what I'm trying to say is the more self-esteem, respect you've got and love you've got for yourself, you'll naturally attract that Mm. because if it's not there, Mm. you love yourself too much to say in something. So that's kind of what we've done, I feel, for each other. We've demanded more, but not in an ego, Mm. you know, ego way of demanding more. It's just the more space that's there for love for ourselves, it's our relationship has to kind of match that, doesn't it, really? It has Absolutely. to come up again. It really does. And, um, you know, and that's the learning process in the relationship, isn't it? And, you know, I now, you know, I'm starting to really understand Nick and what she's going through, you know, the cycles that she, she experiences. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, it's given me a real understanding of that, you know. And, um, yeah, if I'd have had that when I was growing up as a kid, I wouldn't, you know, I'd have been a much better kid and probably wouldn't have had half the battles and conflicts with my mum. Mm. So, yeah, it's that understanding, isn't it, and that awareness. And Yeah, um, and you, you've kind of taught me, I've learnt from you, that responsibility that a lot of men feel to provide, especially since we've had the children and that kind of, um, that more masculine energy in our relationship and how it's important that you know that I appreciate that in you as well. I think when we we are in our most harmonious place, when we both feel that our individual roles and what we bring to the relationship is very much respected, honoured and appreciated. Mm. And I think it really is now, isn't it? Yeah, I feel so. We've learnt that from all the, you know, the work we've done. Challenges, yeah. And so, yeah, to round up, you know, I think that's the key to it is it's, you know... um, you know, really doing that work again, that inner work on the relationship and and putting in that effort to, you know, reap the reward and having that higher mm. consciousness relationship. Mm. And, you know, I can honestly say it's, you know, it's, it's so good to be in a relationship like that. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I've been, I've had periods where I've been single and, you know, and, um, you know very chaotic times and you know bit all over the place so to be in something solid and stable where you're nurturing each other and you're you know helping each other and you've got a lot of love in the relationship it's it's a great place to be excitement and adventure i feel like it's so important equally to us that we're always growing that our life is an adventure so yeah that's an important part yeah to be Mm. really growing in the relationship together because if you yeah if you don't grow then you sort of you, mm. it's easy to get stale and stagnant but we are in a great place where we're doing that so that's a really nice place to end yes. so thank you to everyone thank for you. listening and do remember to share this podcast and leave your comments below because it does help the profile mm. of it and i will see you again next week for another podcast so thank you so much take care bye